Hi, this is Dick Dale, King of the Surf Guitar. This is the Northwest Convergence Zone. Listen to the thunder. Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. Welcome everybody back to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Big D here with you as I am each and every week with the cast of characters that we call the Northwest Convergence Zone. Gimmer, yes, how you doing, friend. buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great. It was a busy, busy week for all of us. Man. I know, man. We had a lot going on. We'll go, talk, go, go. Talk about that in a second. Double D. It's a pleasure to be here. It's good to see you here. And we have Saint and Wonder Boy. How you guys doing back there? They're waving, as you can see. <laughs> no, it's been a busy week, crazy week uh, around the South Sound, especially. And we were all on the go. Uh, but first, I got to give a little bit of love. That the song you just heard right there was done by some buddies of ours. That's mm -hmm. our intro song. The Legend of Bigfoot has some big things going on right now. Uh, Monday will be round three. Round three. So yeah. they've won two rounds on KISW's cockfight. Nine o'clock cockfight. The nine o'clock cockfight with Jolene, right? Yep. And uh, so they're going for the big three, and that's on Monday night. So if you're listening to this after that, hey, they're probably on round four or five. They're going for the turkey. They are going for the big dog, man. So good exposure for them, and we always support the South Sound band, so props to those guys. I also know from uh, inside sources that they've got uh, new tracks they've been working on, and they're, they're coming together hot and heavy. So you talk to Mikey, too. I talked to Mike and and and, <laughs> and, and and the Flowmaster. Yeah, I talked to them too. I'm excited about that. I, I know that they've been in some personnel changes, but uh, from what I understand, the stuff they're laying down is dynamite. So props to the Bigfoot. If uh, you're listening to this Monday afternoon or whatever, be sure to dial in K KISW, 9 o'clock. 99.9 FM. And uh, call in and vote for the boys because uh, that's good for everybody. Now... What, what didn't we do this week? Let's start with Thursday night. We went to the Tacoma Comedy Club. Yep. Uh, it was th the, uh, the three of us. It was, yeah, it was, it was a fundraiser, fundraiser for the atheist. atheist. <laughs> the Ask an Atheist we had Whitman in last week. And it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny because... Great comedy. Uh, yeah, it was very... It was, knockout. It was really good because the way they started it, they started off you know, kind of slow and then built up like you're supposed to. And Whit Whitman killed... And by the time Brad Upton hit the stage, I mean, Upton like, kicked it up absolute into the stratosphere. That cat is super funny. And I talked to him, and, and he's going to come on the program. Have you seen Upton? I haven't. He used to write for Almost Live and uh, is a mainstay in uh, the Seattle comedy area. He's won the Seattle comedy competition, the, Port the Portland and you know San Francisco. I was watching Almost Live last night. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Twice, actually. It was on King 5, and then I switched over and it was the, it, it, over to Kong because it was, it was over on, on Channel 5. And they were actually, they had a totally different you know, show, but it was the best of 95. So actually one of the ske sketches on there, which just happened to be on, was on the one that was on the Channel 5. And I was all, come on, I can't even you know, play a different one. You know, it's because of, it's like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm eating pot stickers Beautiful. with Jolene. And, uh, no, that's, a, that's an winding that down was, Saturday that was night. the best local show ever. I, I totally agree. I agree. It was. Uh, I I would watch Saturday Night Live just to get to Almost Live, yep. 
And uh, for those of you who uh, don't know about Almost Live, go online and they do reruns on um, Saturday nights after after Saturday, almost Saturday Night Live after Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so uh, that's a great program. Now, so we started the comedy club, and and that was great. And then uh, we donated to the Atheist, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did get to see Adam Norwest, who's coming on uh, our program on, on the twenty sixth. Yeah, think. so uh, one of the co owners. That was cool. Also been on our show, but. After that, we went down to Hell's Kitchen and checked out Dick Dale. And his son. And his son. What did you think about that? Because that was the first time you've seen him. Awesome. Awesome. They were playing a a duet together, and it sounded just like one guitar. They're so in sync that they're just one guitar. And and they're playing this brand new acoustic electric that he's developed through Fender and they gave one of them away a, a that oh, that's night. that's right. You know, and the sucky thing is when they took the, the, the first drawing, of course it's not your number and you're like oh man. And of course that person wasn't there. Yeah, so well, you, you, get the, you get the second chance. You're like new win. Because yeah. I had already crumpled mine up and I was just about to toss it and you're like man. Oh, I got another. Whining. Yeah, lost again. Yeah. So uh, did you see who won it? What they look like? Did they look like they might actually be able no, to play it? No, they weren't guitar players. Not at all. I That's know it's it is, disgusting. Man. And all they did was they pulled it out of the box. They had him sign it, and I guarantee you, they just hung it in their house or something. It's like a six hundred dollar guitar, man. Oh, man. And uh, he was really not. Once again, this I will say this about Dick Dale, and I've seen him several times. The guy gets done and goes back to his table and sits there until the last person is done getting an autograph. He's old school. That's what those old school guys, that's when I when I got to see uh, Les Paul. Yeah. Jolene and I were the actually second and third last people in line, <laughs> and it was 1.30-something in the morning you know, in New York City. And nice guy. He, he, he had to jam out because they were heading up. Uh, they, they, they're on this West Coast tour, and um, he had to get out of there. But uh, we're going to do a phone interview with him down the line, and, and he was just as nice as could be. So, okay, so we did that. That was Thursday. Now, Friday, we all went down back down to Hell's Kitchen, for the Tacoma Musicians... An artist networking artist party. networking party. Thank you. Christmas party. Christmas party. Yeah, Kat was there with her Christmas hat. Did you see any other Christmassy stuff? Uh, A couple people. Yeah, okay. Well, I, mean, holiday- come, I mean, it's Hell's Kitchen, though. I mean, <laughs> How people, Christmassy can you get? Uh, you know, yeah. They should have been playing, uh, you know, Christmas with the Devil or something. I have my, my David Lee Roth, uh, uh, Jack Daniels t-shirt on Perfect. And, you know i mean what was your was take Christmas on for me. you were there longer than we were we double d and i showed up but we had been out till like 2 two thirty in the morning the night before Wah. and um i had to work the next day so we dude we made an appearance we were there for no, over no, an hour and a half good. you did good but uh and so but i'm interested in uh, how the night went i know we as a show uh donated a hundred dollar gift card yep. the uh, olive garden red lobster i was hoping card. to win it man I actually i was like one number off so your wife got it no <laughs> yeah well I, actually i won uh, a couple of free oil changes oh you won the the band van oil change <laughs> yeah dude nice that's so awesome so who do you know who won the olive garden ticket i have no idea it was yeah. nice uh, after you left you know that it was a nice crowd when you guys were there but Tuba Luba com- was good. I like that. People kept coming in. Um, what, uh, 1776, or the 1776s, well, yeah. uh, they were they off the it. hook. And the crazy thing is, these young guys, a couple of them are, I mean, they had to just come in to play and, then, the and leave. Yeah. Um, and they played, uh, they didn't have their uh, equipment with them, you know, it was part of the deal, whatever. And so, you know, the bass player, he was playing out of Jake's, crazy ampeg rig and right, right. uh and uh the guitarist was playing out of evans 
yeah, well, Evans Marshall stack, and then uh, and then a Union Jack amp. I mean, this was a really crazy vintage sound coming from the that stage. What kind of style did they have? What were they? Straight up rock. Straight up rock. Roll, stones, uh, animals. Nice. Um, Black Crozy, but I mean, just high energy. Well, let's and go. Loud. Just, it was it was great okay, and loud, you, man. You guys, Big Wheel was there. I saw the dignitaries. I saw Deborah Page. Mm-hmm. I saw the Falcons. I saw a lot of the Maurice the Fish, uh, yep. like Seven's Revenge and Raymond Hayden, and those guys were there. Uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot was there. Um, Sweet Kiss Mama. Oh yeah, they were they were coming in just as we were leaving, and um, there was. There, there was, was more. Was Q Dot there? Uh, I didn't see Q Dot. I saw Tom Mazuka, you know, the sax player. Yeah. He he jumped into the uh, the the DJ's uh, table. <laughs> in took the over. Mid- he no, he jumped into it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. At the Let's hell, just at- say that there there was some rap going on at the moment. Right. And it ended when he jumped in and then he was he was still there though because he was it, it was well, all i heard it was so good that good there's nature. a uh there there's sort of a verbal agreement that it's going down next year i i heard that as well So that's very good good on flash good on cat that was a fun time oh they did well cat and kevin put on a great party They put on a great party great prizes great prizes i mean they were yeah they were amazing and they were so good that i actually bought raffle tickets you did yeah, yeah. well you know uh was it jason from i defy um mm-hmm. All the money from those raffle tickets were going towards his daughter. Uh, oh right, uh, right, uh, right. Medical bills because you know she got uh, attacked by that dog. Yes. Um, but uh, and he got to let out a little, uh, a little, little something Friday night as well. Some guy was going nuts up at the front of the stage. He was beating on one of the monitors. I mean, he was just crushing on. And this little guy. So here, next thing you know, here comes Jason and grabs him, and the guy was just all legs and arms trying to swing at him. And that was from floor to the door. This little guy was. He, he was. was just, he didn't want to leave. Man, didn't want to go. Was Springer there? Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, lot, uh, it was the who's who of Tacoma's music, mi- minus us. <laughs> no, you represented us there. Yeah. They man. had some nice things to say about us. I appreciate that. So, Well, I pay a lot of people, you know, with a little bit of money that I have. So We appreciate that. You know. All right, well, so that was Friday night. And then Saturday night, didn't you go down to the Java? I went down to Bob's Java Jazz. And what was going on there? Uh, kind of a laid back little uh, little show and uh, uh, Battersea end of the night and that's a good friend of ours renee timmer right her band uh you know she's a drummer in that it's actually a two two person band a really cool band uh played before them called uh uh, goldie goldie wilson out of seattle they're definitely worth checking out as well well i went to yeah where'd you go little shindig down at the dome So I know a lot of you on Facebook uh, saw what I put down because when I came home from the Roger Waters, the wall experience, um, I, I got a lot of comments from people because uh, just to put it in perspective, I've been to show my entire life since I was I, I mean, six, seven, eight, I've been going to shows and I have seen practically everybody that is anybody and some of them multiple times. And to put it in perspective, I am a Pink Floyd fan. So um, I had to actually, you know, come home and kind of think about what I had just seen because I didn't want to taint it with I'm a huge Floyd fan. Therefore, Mm -hmm. it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And the walls weren't melting or anything like that. No, no, no. I was I was in sound mind. I went with my wife. We had a great evening. I had great seats. It was um, and I have seen Floyd 
as Pink Floyd. I've seen Roger Waters a few times. And I, I just still today, and I was thinking about it today, what I saw going in, A, as just a an observer, and B, as a Pink Floyd fan, you have certain expectations. Yeah. And you have certain thoughts about, I wonder if they'll do this. I wonder if they're going to do that. I remember when the, when the wall hit the original, like, 78, 79, when they did the tour. And every single expectation was not just hit. It was surpassed by miles. How'd they do it? I don't know how they... It, it, I'm... Again, I, I was absolutely <laughs> He's speechless. speechless. I was. It was... It was, if, if there was such thing as a religious experience at a concert, mm -hmm. I had it. It was the, the creativity, the artistry, the light show. Uh, he was very personal, as much as you can be in during the wall, right. which is a very dark story. There were times where he paused and talked to the audience and uh, you know was personal with the audience. There was one song when he sang the song Mother. Mm-hmm. He stepped out and gave a little backstory about uh, how he had been so screwed up when he, you know, wrote this thing. And he was um, what they what they were going to do during this song was they had up on the big screen and as part of the wall, they had a clip from him back in 78. where he had the big headphones on mm -hmm. and he did a duet with himself. Really? And so they had this big he was up there projected from that time period singing and then there's waters now who has thought out this whole thing and realized how screwed up he was and you know what it was it was almost like this full circle thing hmm. and that was amazing and then like i've been to broadway plays like on broadway i've been to you know mega rock concerts and shows this was uh one of if not the greatest shows I've ever seen the music was on was stellar the 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 stage was unbelievable we sat right under where the plane flew over us and hit the wall and exploded you could feel the heat and just the way they built this wall during the brick by brick and there were times when the the movie that was going on on the wall you forgot it was a wall like you forgot you couldn't see the musicians because they were behind it for parts of, t of the time. Right. And it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was amazing. And then at the end when we're all yelling, you know, tear down the wall and it came crashing down, it was almost like an emotional release because they just built you up and up and up. So you basically had sex at the Tacoma Dome totally Saturday did, night, didn't man. you? Yeah, I had to come home and clean up. But <laughs> it was a great time. And I think everybody who was there, just from the what I've seen on Facebook, everybody's mind was just completely blown. And after you know about 24 hours of thinking about it and and you know wondering what i witnessed I, i'm still in hmm. shock at what went on that's pretty good it was it was absolutely amazing but what's more amazing is we have a show today i, I know i i came here in a canoe <laughs> I know, man. uh we yeah we had to put out the canoe parking out there and uh the saint rolled up in one of those uh those things they use in Florida, the big float planes, the, you know, with the pontoon boat. Pontoon boat, yeah. So we're all here, and um, we have an a interview right now with a cat who is a, a local guy, and uh, we're doing you guys a favor, so listen carefully. All right, listen up, everybody out there. We got a uh, 
We're doing a favor for you today here on the Northwest Convergence Zone. Now, we all know it's the holiday season, and the holiday season with Christmas and New Year's, everything's supposed to be filled with love, joy, peace, and good feelings, and all those things. But the reality is there's a dark side. There's a flip side to the holidays. And whether it's your crazy uncle coming over, your brother-in-law happens to be there, a little bit of drink gets involved. Maybe they shouldn't actually be in the same room together at the same time. Those you know, two shouldn't historically. be there. Or you're out celebrating on New Year's Eve. You don't realize how much you've had or whatever. Uh, things can go real wrong in the holidays. Quickly. Fights, drunk, driving, whatever you're doing. And we're here to help you with that process. And today we have on the program Ty Brokaw from Bad Boy Bales right here in Tacoma. They're down at 4830 Pacific Avenue. And uh, their website is Bale, badboysbale.com. Ty, thanks for coming in. Oh, it's a pleasure. And thank you so much because uh, there is one person on our crew here that actually has used your services <laughs> and i think those of you who are familiar with the podcast know who that person is and uh well we'll just is double d yeah nice work double d that was great that's a great service that i got though i'm sure it was and we're going to find out exactly what the deal <laughs> is so ty uh first of all give us a little history of the bad boys as a company and what the services are that you provide Oh, Bad Boys, we started Bad Boys, it's actually going to be uh, on the 30th of this month will be 10 years. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, we've been doing bail bonds for 10 years, and uh, it's a fun business, you know, uh, provide a good service when you're locked up in jail, and uh, kind of, you know, give you a little history of uh, how a bail bond works. Is, yes, uh, please yeah. do. Depending, uh, you know, if you're arrested, depending on the severity of your crime, uh, the court will uh, impose a bail amount on you. Um you know, if it's a little shoplifting charge, you know, you lifted something, it's usually a small bond, $500, so on and so forth. But if it's a little more serious, you know, if you got in a fight, hurt somebody, dealing drugs, so on and so forth, you know, your bond goes up 10000 so on and so forth. Uh, you got a couple options to do it. You can sit in jail, which is uh, kind of a bummer uh, throughout the uh, <laughs> bonding, throughout the whole court process, I should say. And that could be anywhere from, you know, two, three, four months where you can use a bail bondsman. And how a bail works is it's 10%, whatever the bail amount uh, is. If you have a $10,000 bail, you're going to need a, a $1,000 for uh, to have a bonding company bond you out. So uh, so let's just go through the process. Uh, I screw up. I get arrested. I go to the jail. As usual. I, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's an occasional occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the jail. They say, uh, okay, you have a bond. Now, I know that they ask you, didn't they ask you, Double D, if you wanted to pay cash? No, I asked if I could pay cash, and the lady that was buying the counter said, no, you don't want to pay cash. You want to actually post bond. And I'm like, you mean I can't just post because I have it in my wallet right now. Yeah, so no, and what, he said no. And why would, that, no, why would why that, would that be, Ty? Be? Uh, because uh, the way Pierce County is set up now, some other courts are that, are that way. You can pay the, the 10% to the court, um, but uh, in Pierce County, you have to use a bail bondsman. Yeah, but I was wanting to pay the whole amount. <laughs> How much was your bail? It's $500. So you had 500 in your wallet. You're ready to plunk it down. Yeah, and, and they she, said no. And she said you'd never get it back, but if you used the bail bonds... Yeah, and I didn't understand why I wouldn't get it back if I was posting... Yeah, that's interesting, um, because sometimes if you want to post the full amount, if you do have the full cash, they will let you. Um, I find it interesting they just want to let you do it yourself, but they probably would let somebody else do it for you. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give everybody out there a number to call when you're in this situation. It's 253 Two three five four two nine eight, and that's Bad Boy Bails Bond. Now you get the call. They tell them, "Hey, this is your bail. 
you 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 have to have this percentage amount. They call you, and then what happens then? So basically, we want to get a little history about the person we're dealing with. Huh? You know, I want to make sure that uh, number one, they have ties to this state. The last thing I want to do is post a bond for somebody who's been here one year from Florida, one year from California. Because the likelihood of them sticking around and taking care of it's low. So you will you will reject people. Oh, we reject more than we write. Really? Uh, oh, wow. Without a doubt. I did yeah. not know that. Uh, I would say probably probably one out of eight, one out of nine, we will write. We reject most of them. There's um there's certain things that we uh, require that we have to have, and one of them is whoever's going to co-sign for you needs to be working. I want somebody who's going to be responsible. Mm-hmm. If I get somebody who's not working. I mean, they're not going to care if this person goes to court or not. You know? <laughs> that's so that, true. that yeah, that, that's that's an issue. Well, you're a businessman, without a doubt. And I want to get some history on the person, you know, and just find out what the and then what the charge is is really really big. Um, that to make sure if it's a me- the big time right now is domestic violence. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's just really unfortunate, but it's just a reality that mm-hmm. that we're living with. Domestic violences are really really big. And they usually will go away. And what I mean by go away is if you go to court with on the domestic violence, they usually defer it to family violence, you know, so on and so forth. You have to do some classes with, you know, some other guys with the wife beaters on and, you know, <laughs> yep. you know and, uh, you know, just see it through. And as long as you do it, um, you know, basically your case will go away. You usually walk away without even, you know, uh, having it on your record. So you'll write those. You'll write them a. a yeah, yeah, I write those uh, all day long. So they call you. You decide who you want to uh, to represent or whatever, and then you cut a check and send it to the court. No, don't cut a check. Basically, um, all the all bail bonds companies were backed by insurance companies, so it's an actual surety bond that we post with the court, and mm. uh, uh, we're all backed by insurance companies. So let's just say if um, somebody skipped out on the ten thousand dollar bond and I couldn't pay it, then. The courts are sure that it's going to be paid by my insurance company that backs me in the bond. Okay. Yeah. But what's the highest amount of bond you guys have ever covered? Um, bad boys, a quarter million. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't yeah. want to know what that yeah. trouble was. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably we could look it yeah, up. Right, who was uh, no another service two point five million dollar bail recently <laughs> locally. So uh, I know. Uh, I guess this is a service. I don't know if it's a service for the people that are involved. But you also do bounty hunting as a part of this whole bail service. Now, yeah. this, these are guys, obviously, who use your service and then skipped out on it. And so walk us through that process because, you know, I mean, we see, you know, Dwayne Dogg, uh, <laughs> you know, the bounty. We, everybody knows we've been hearing about bounty hunters for a long time. What's a bounty hunter? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yes, that's yeah. the, the galactic oh, yeah. bounty hunter. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. what's the reality of bounty hunting? Um, the, you know, how do you make the decision? What services, what do you use to track people down? How do you go get them? I mean, that's a, that's gotta be some high adrenaline stuff. Uh, it is. And uh, so what happens is, is, um, when we buy somebody out, basically you need to make all your court dates. If you miss a court date, we get notified from the court that you missed your court date. Uh, usually we'll just pull the file, give the co-signers a call, give the defendant a call, and then we know pretty much right from there if it's going to be a problem or not. Um, I've done it long enough. I've been doing it 17 years. So I can talk to somebody and I pretty much know right out of the gate what we're dealing with. <laughs> you know? So yeah. they start fumbling over the answers or, the, uh, you know, a lot of the I don't knows. 
But um, and if it comes to the point where we know we have to go looking for them, first place is is their you know address of record, mm-hmm. and then making contact with the co-signers, and it's just getting out there and truly beating the streets, talking. So you gather to like a SWAT team, and go hang out, yeah, and come I, I case a, their joint, and yeah, I use a husband and wife team, and I do it myself, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, my partner Dave, he's uh, he's 22 years retired military, and uh, so he's got tactically he's really really well trained. Mm-hmm. So we got a pretty good team that that uh, you know that goes out there, but the ones who do most of the investigating is the husband and wife team, and uh, they're a Samoan couple. He's probably five hundred pounds, so he's a pretty intimidating force. But yeah, but he's got it upstairs, and 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 that's the biggest part. Um, you know, I get guys all the time they want to do bounty hunting, come in, and you know, I can rip off arms, and I can do this, and I can do that. And I'm like, give me a nerd with a brain, and that's yeah, it's the not one all I'm, muscle. It's not all muscle. Very rarely, um, you know, truly, I've done. Because it's become a cat game with these with these people. It's like it is. you know, it, it's, it's, it's all mental where they're going to be, where they might show up. Yep. What their thought process is. Exactly. They run. They hide. They you know, and and it's just basically just figuring out. And I call it circles. Um, Pierce County is just developed of it's just certain circles of of, of people. You just kind of kind of figure out where they're running with. Um, when in doubt, um, it, informants are you know definitely helpful. Um, you know, when's the last time you've seen this guy? You know, so on and so forth. And it's just getting out there. Slipping fives at the like hug, <laughs> huggy bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got I got a few huggy bears out there, but it's a little more than five. I heard he was down at the arcade. <laughs> yeah, man, I seen him the other night hanging with this baby. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so but, what what kind of rights or, or what kind of uh, what what can you do uh, when you're out bounty hunting? Uh, I know you, are do you take like the form of the law? Do you how much how, what kind of backing do you have uh, legally to go after these guys? Because uh, we see them cuffing them, throwing them in vans, you know, hauling them here and there. What do you what legally can you do? Well, legally, what happens is is uh, they're contractually, um, you know, they have a contractual agreement with us. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're released into our custody, which really, really helps us because, um, you know, you kind of hear that, you know, we can search a residence without a search warrant, and that is exactly the case. Mm. Sometimes we have reason to believe, and you kind of need really, it's a fine line that you need to be really careful with. You just can't go kicking in the door just because you think that person's in there. Um, you know, usually, um, like anything, uh, People are going to react to how you're treating them or how you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. And when I'm out in the field, and I've done well over 900 apprehensions. Wow. I talk to people. More than a lot of cops. I know. Oh, yeah. I talk to people just like I'm talking to you guys. Just just talk to you're them. You're not here to apprehend us, are you? It's <laughs> me. Double D. <laughs> you're going back. Did you jack this guy for his cash? Yeah, I still yeah. haven't paid you. It's I been was a couple why years. you agreed so quickly mm-hmm. to come in here. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not smart enough to know that, like see, most criminals. See, and, and, and you always kind of notice the foot here, right here, right yeah, there. He's now, all nervous. Yeah. nervous. Yeah. He's, he's ready to bolt. Yeah. 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 But, what's, uh, the, what's the, um, have you ever, you know, busted into a place and it was a wrong place. What's the most comical uh, scenario you found yourself in where it was like, this just went wrong from the moment we started? Right. Where you need to be careful is, is um, to me, a forced entry is the most dangerous part of our job. Okay, like this house right here. You know the lay of the land here. I don't. Mm-hmm. So if you really don't want to go back to jail, if you're really looking to want to put harm on me, so on and so forth, you're going to know where to hide in this house. I don't. So the last thing I want to do is to do a forced entry. Unless we are 100% sure that you're in that house, we're not going to do it. If we don't think we can control the situation, we have in the past and we will walk away. Um, you know, I'm just not going to you know, put anybody in danger and put myself in danger over a bond. 
Is there um, any particular individual that was the toughest for you guys to track down? You know, just recently, and uh, it was brought up a little earlier, we had a one-legged guy. <laughs> and I said, I said Wait, ho, hey, ho, wait. <laughs> yeah. The, the toughest, I asked for the toughest, not the easiest. A one-legged guy <laughs> should not be hard to track down. I know. Was he pogoing down the street? <laughs> exactly. You, you would think, but, uh, you know, um, there's certain things, um, you know, you can do when, when you're hiding, and there's a certain discipline to it. And, and that's that's usually what gets people. There's a discipline. If you want to go hide, you know, you need to just not make any phone calls. Stay away from people that you know. Stay away from people, you know, that, that you know places that I'm you've been before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Your world gonna... is TV dinners and video games and blinds on the windows. That's it, man. Exactly. It's on, uh, at the Bates Motel down <laughs> here. Or the, ca- the Calico Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> so the but, one, um, so the one-legged guy. How did he? How, what was he doing that was so tough to get uh, a hold of him? He he just stayed away from people that he associated with in the past. Was uh, you know sleeping in abandoned <laughs> buildings, uh, sleeping outside, sleeping in the woods. So on and so forth. So and, you like uh, had no idea. Nobody had seen him. He nobody, just kind of went under the radar. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely went under radar and did it right. And and I was kind of jokingly saying, listen, if I don't catch this guy, maybe it's time for me to pack it in. <laughs> you know, Seventeen years of doing this and chasing these knuckleheads. Are we being serious here? Have you ever uh, had repeat guys that you've had to, uh, you know, like you've almost developed like a relationship with, like a cat and mouse type thing with them? Where. Um, I mean, I know you probably after a couple of times you're like, I'm not bailing this dude out again. But yeah, there's certain names, uh, you know, that once you see them on the, the computer, you just, you know, you instantly put the cross up and absolutely <laughs> will not touch them, you know. So and uh, but um, for the most part, you know, we pretty much know who we deal with. Mm-hmm. And uh, the good part about us is we're small. And, uh, you know, we don't want to be in every county. We don't, you know, I'm not looking to rule the world with bail bonds. I'm pretty much stick to Pierce County. And I'm very much in touch with my clientele. And I know who I'm dealing with and I know what I'm dealing with. And that makes my life a lot easier. Now, are you strictly Pierce? Because on your website, it says uh, Thurston King and Pierce. Yeah, yeah, Thurston King, if I know you. Right. You know, just, you know, definitely. If I'm going to give you my card out the door. Absolutely. Because <laughs> so, I'm yeah. hiding out in let's King say, County. Let's say I'm in jail and I got my old sweet mammy who doesn't drive or anything she's at mammy. home but she's got a credit card her credit card can she pay her pay, pay my bond no um no <laughs> you're gonna make you know, grandma come all the way you know yeah, with cash hey, with hey cash. you know if she's cute and me make a house call <laughs> i did say my sweet old man <laughs> right? I, I, I thought you said grandma <laughs> no. uh, we're talking but, to ty uh, talking to ty brokaw from bad boys bail i want to give his uh, address out again it's 4830 pacific avenue in tacoma uh badboysbail.com is the website and his phone number is 253 Eight. Write that stuff down because you may need it this holiday season. We hope you don't, but if you do, no. But well, yeah, we ne- you never know, man. I mean, Double D was just tripping along. It was right before uh, Halloween, and all was good, right with the world. And next thing you know, he's, he's in jail. In jail, and he's calling so bad the, boys. Are you on the wall? <laughs> written on the wall in in Pierce County Jail? Yeah, they have uh, actually. Uh, they used to be. They used to have just uh, basically a uh, piece of paper up there with all the bonding companies. Now they, you know, high tech where they. Scroll the numbers across the top so everybody gets an even shot at. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really strange. They said, "Oh, just pick a bail bondsman and call him." And I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Acme." What is? Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to be a an one. A. Yeah, so, so you got you know you're the first know. one. Yeah, yeah. So you got like seven A that, that begin with A's. Yeah. But, uh, so you know. I just called my brother and said, "Pick one." I said, "Bail me out," and he's like, "Okay." And then the next question was, 
wait a minute, what did you do? So <laughs> yeah. I had to explain oh, it. Because he was going to... Uh, we don't have all yeah. day. Because if it was a too long of a story... Well, a couple of, couple of last questions. If it was questions. too bad, or if it was, if it was murder. too bad, he was not going to come down and bail you yeah. out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, would you? Leave not him in well. there to yeah. ride. Yeah. A couple of last questions before we let you go. Uh, first of all, and uh, no names, obviously, but um, you guys have been doing this for 10 years. Any recognizable names, like uh, public figures or... Uh, you know, um, local celebs or anything ever rolled through your doors where you're like, where it shocked you. You're like, what? I seen this guy in the paper or he's on the radio or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, an ex professional boxer, uh, was one that, uh, came through the door a couple of years ago that I was uh, kind of surprised by, but go uh, figure a boxer getting yeah, in trouble. That's yeah. unbelievable. Right. We never hear about that. No. Yeah. You know, <laughs> ma- marijuana charts. I'm like, okay, you know, so but uh, you know, but that uh, really anybody famous? I mean, uh, who's famous from Tacoma? That's that would be my first question. You know, <laughs> double D, <laughs> double D. Yeah. Well, well, I just, you know, because you never know. I mean, uh, if you're serving King and, and Thurston or whatever, somebody may want to go outside so it doesn't get into the local, uh, you know, papers or whatever. So I, I didn't know, but that. <laughs> that would make sense a boxer getting in trouble <laughs> oh yeah a little bit and uh the last thing is uh, again tell us um tell us uh you know why they need to call you what service you provide and um just every get everybody up to speed on how they can be in touch with you you know i think probably the biggest thing we deal with and, and, and what i love about our businesses is it's the unknown you have so many moms and dads and people out there where they get that dreaded phone call. Hey, you know, their little one's in jail and they have no clue about the process. And that's what we look to do. We look to educate people. Like when you leave my office, you understand exactly what bail bonds is about. You understand your responsibility as a co-signer. And you understand the whole bonding process. And I think that's probably what scares people the most is this lack of knowledge. Um, you know, they just, uh, you know, they see, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, the the dog TV show, which I think is an absolute train wreck. <laughs> you know, I mean, truly, you got this guy with a mullet, you know, running out there, you know, you know, rough and rough and boobed wife oh, running behind him. Please, you know, <laughs> if, if that's what I. Well, have it sounds to look. like you guys are almost in a, a bit counselors. Uh, people come in, we, you, we are. They're scared. They're mm-hmm. nervous. They don't know what's going on. All they know is Junior or their spouse or somebody's in trouble. My boy's never done anything yeah, like this and before. You probably you have to do some calming down and just uh, uh, yeah, comforting moms. Without a doubt, is 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 my specialty. No doubt about it. You know, I always say moms love me. Oh, but, uh, but but truly, but it is just you know, kind of just taking them through the process. And once everybody understands the exact process, it's less scary to them. Right. But what they see is what they see in the TV shows. What right. they see, you know. And, and again, you know, I mean, uh, you know, with the dog show, they see this guy out there roughing people up, throwing them down, you know, talking <laughs> trash to them. And then, you know, then on the, you know, the ride to jail, he's going to explain how much God loves him. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he needs that 500 pound Samoan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. All right. Well, our guest has been Ty Brokaw from Bad Boys Bail. That's badboybails.com. Uh, Say that again. What was that? Badboybail.com. 253. Two two five three two three five four two nine eight. That's forty eight thirty Pacific Avenue, Tacoma. We hope you don't need to use them, but as a service, because we know things can go wrong. Lots of parties Real, going on these uh, days. It's a, anything can happen, man. And uh, we thought we'd bring in Ty. Thank you so much. Oh, guys, it. it's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. Want to thank Ty for coming in. Yeah, very cool guy. That dude was a cool guy. Yeah, he had some great stories. Some st- stuff we couldn't tell. Some off air stories. Some off air oh, yeah. stories. And uh, if you ever catch up with us, sometimes I mean, we can give you some a little bit, but we. 
can't name names. You don't want this guy tackling. No, no, you don't. Him or his partners or anything. They are some. They're sharp. They're smart, and they're big. The dude's got a gym in the back of the bad boys, (laughs) and he pays a, a boxer to come train him. Yeah. So you don't want to be messing with these guys, but you might need their services. And I will say this about Ty: the dude has a true heart. Absolutely. You know, I mean, he, he could be a real, in that industry, you could be a real prick. Yep. And the, he really cares about who he his clientele is. And like he said, one out of nine or whatever he takes, a lot of them he won't even take. Exactly. So good times with him. And uh, that's our uh, Christmas public service announcement to you guys. Yes, you are all welcome. You motherfucker say hey, hey. name of the band is the hard count and that is song titled hey hell yeah in case you couldn't guess and a great song you guys and i'm going to introduce you in a second but just say hello real quick hello Hello. all right Uh, you're going to recognize these names adam green and disco donnie who uh been in the cave a couple of times already with guns of nevada yes yep and so you guys now are branching out and uh have left the guns is that correct I'm still playing in the guns, uh, playing guitar with him. Uh, Gavin's still writing, and we're still doing that. Adam has uh, left the building, so to speak. Yeah, and, and joined the hard. Ca- is this your now? Is this your project? The no, hard no, no. It's a, it's a, there's four of us. It's all four. Twenty five percent each. Like yeah. we're selling stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, so, uh, it's, and it's, so, what was the um, what was the uh, the mindset behind? Uh, let's start instead of doing this as the guns. Uh, what was the mindset behind? Was it just this didn't work for the guns? Let's start another band, or you bored and you needed more gigs? What was you know what? Going on? I think Disco probably needs to start the story. Then I can kind of fill in the middle, and he can end it because he was he. <laughs> you you start it. Okay. Yeah. Well, why I, don't you I, start it? I think that there was a there was a lot with the guns that uh, we wanted to play heavier. There was a lot of like let's get a, let's dig in a little bit more because Adam was he definitely had a lot more punk to it and uh, in his background, and I was a little bit into that and. Um, with Earl coming in and doing his countrified stuff, and it was good, but we still had this itch, mm-hmm. and so we were just hanging out. And I, I just, I said, "Hey, uh, you want to just get it a little heavier and do a new project and kind of just, you know, do that side for a while? Kick it up like, a notch. Yeah, kick it up a notch. And you know, I'm trying to stay real busy. You know, life can have it throw you its curveballs, so I try to stay as busy as I can. And I'm like, I, I'm all up for it. Let's do something a little heavier, a little crazier." Got some guys that I used to play with, phenomenal guitar player, best one of the best guitar players anywhere. Carl yeah. Vandervelden, amazing. Pulled him on and uh, play. He played in Jack the Hot Rod, an old band I played with, and same with the drummer uh, Troy, Troy Young. And I said, you know, let's do something heavier. And I was like, great. Well, I started uh, singing and playing bass, and Donnie was playing guitar, and was just 
myself, uh, Disco, and, and, and Troy. And uh, Donnie had the idea, I don't know how long he'd been kicking around, but he came up to me and he's like, hey, would you, would you mind? You know, he's kind of skating around. I was like, dude, just tell me, what? And uh, uh, You were getting a tattoo that night, remember? Yeah, I was, yeah, he's getting a Billy the Kid on my side. And uh, he's like, uh, I've been thinking about having Carl play guitar, I'll play bass, but that leaves you, ju- you know, just singing. Would you be okay with that? I was like, oh man, that's going to be weird. But yeah, of course. You know, Carl's a great guitar player. You're gonna be a great bass player. You know, uh, what else is gonna do? You know, and it was uh, so that was the first time I ever like been, just became a singer in a band and not had something else in, in my hand. So, um, and he was in a band with both of them before, and that's kind of how it started. Just as a side thing to do something a little faster, a little harder. Yeah, and I when I was in Jack the Hot Rod with Carl and Troy before, I played guitar with Carl. He he played the the lead basically, and I played kind of the 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 rhythm stuff. And I, I said to him, if we were ever to do something again. I mean, you're just so amazing on the guitar. You just do the guitar. You know what? I'll, I'll play the bass. I'll, I'll hit that thing hard, and you, you just play the guitar, and that's how we came around to this lineup. You're a team player, Donnie. You know, I like to share it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, the women. I'm looking, oh, at, oh, I'm looking at their uh, Facebook, and in true uh, fashion of these guys, because they have a great sense of humor, which is one of the reasons that we really like these guys, uh, they have listed as their band interest Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm wondering is. if you're looking for a new lead singer all of a sudden. Well, actually, no one no, knows. I just did that like yesterday. That's news, that's news it, to it's me. It's like interest. I was like, uh, uh, well, who's uh, he's an idiot. Let me type that in. <laughs> That'll be funny. And their current location is in purgatory. Nice. Yeah, we're in purgatory. <laughs> well, I mean, really, that's where we're going to end up. But their biography, their biography says a hard count is a rock and roll band cut from the same cloth as Motorhead, Misfits, ACDC, The Ramones, and Johnny Cash. Uh, led by singer Adam Green, brother of Modest Mouse drummer Jeremiah Green, and former 107.7 The N DJ. The hard count f- uh, flat out delivers the goods, and then it goes on. You can read it. It's on their Facebook. We're going to direct A bunch of that. other words and but, hey, phrases. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. I know last time we had you in, you talked a little bit about your time at the end. Uh, fill us in on uh, your thoughts on the, the end these days, radio in general. How long were you on? What shifts did you hold down? And what, what were some of your experiences there? All right. Well, that was the uh, basically the end of the golden age of radio in Seattle, uh, period. I, and I made it. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go on the record and say this. And and everyone, you, you closed it down. And everyone that was that was employed with along with me or worked at other stations. We used to hang out. Yes, they will agree with you that I, I, I rule. Man, that that time was crazy. It was awesome. We were doing it with girls. We were doing uh, drinking every night. It was it was it was a blast. Man, I would have what parties. Years, what were the years? Uh, so it was uh, where I worked there. In, I think I started in '97. I had left in 2002, something like that. Okay. Um. And it was a it was a it was a friggin' blast. There was like you know ten fifteen people of that of the group of thirty or so that are you know now sober because uh, you know they had to go to rehab. Um, but man, we used to have parties and, and stuff in there. I, I they would never let me off the overnight shift. I, I did the overnight shift a ton, um, but I also hosted, which is like just holds a very special place in my heart. The, the show, The Young and the Restless, at the time. Now it's called something else. Yeah, that was but, a great uh, show. It was the you know it was the only local show really at the time, and it yeah. was t- we got a bond from one hour to two hours every Sunday night. We got to play these bands and it, it, just doing local music. It was friggin' awesome. I, I mean, I got to play the Accused on the air when the end was known for playing you know Just Death Cat for Cutie like sixty five times, and then throw a Pearl Jam song in once in a while. <laughs> and then and and, and and I don't know I don't know why just for variety. I don't know why they picked the worst friggin' Nirvana songs they could possibly hear and throw those on there every once in a while, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 that was that was it. I got to play the, like the Accused and Coffin Break, and you know these uh, these bands I grew up on. It was phenomenal, 
and, and now it's back to Death Camp for Cutie and friggin' Pearl Jam. Yeah, because so, the the Young and the Restless that was a uh, uh, and that's one of the things I want to talk to you about is that connection that you made on that program with the local artists and you could play local artist stuff uh even though it was on a sunday night but you know it was a couple hours hour whatever and i know there's still some form you know like ksw has a cockfight and they'll play a song um and there's some there's occasionally there's somebody tries something but really that's disappeared hasn't it well jolene has her has her local show uh what night is what night sunday is night i'm thinking sunday, night. Okay, it's, sunday. Just, it's always sunday night i listen to it on uh, yeah well it's that's that's, the, that's yeah it's, lowest, <laughs> you know, it's always when everybody's in bed getting ready i think for Monday. she if anything right now is kind of leading at least at least somewhat of a charge jo- i jo- believe jolene yes, is absolutely phenomenal N- damon stewart would, would, be, would be next but they just closed down the the, the, the funky monkey it yep, just, just I would, it was yeah and so he i he has done a lot for local music marco collins who i did the young and the restless with for a long time as well as jason hughes um i don't want to forget him but um uh marco is back on kexp and uh he he just plays whatever he loves i mean yeah now kexp is a whole different uh animal i think it is I mean, yeah they're they have their listeners and they and they definitely have uh disc jockeys or djs or whatever who will play local stuff and even have bands in and do live things but uh, kexp for like the just the general audience is almost uh, you know they don't really think about them right they, they have a specific audience that that loves them or hates them right mm-hmm. but what is spectacular about marco is he could be anywhere he could be on vh1 he, he had a, a job at vh1 he was an AR guy he could the guy was just inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame to believe it or not really yeah um, and and they asked him to do some present you know some thing with all the with all the bands he'd been part of here in Seattle, but and he was like I don't care you know I, I leave me alone uh, and he can go really anywhere in the in the in the planet and be a whatever he wants to be, he just really cares about music. That guy is phenomenal. Um, Jason Hughes he owns uh what's the record what's the record store. Uh, is that easy? Not easy. No, Sonic, easy. Boom. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. Uh, yeah. Him and him and the Beatles started Sonic Boom, and then expanded that. So he got he got Jason got out of radio as well. But um, uh, the, the the people Marco uh, KXP was what we we're talking about is a uh, he just plays what he loves. Mm-hmm. Jolene still I th- I think does the does the same thing. Jolene plays you know rock and roll music on K- on, our, on her station on her, on her show, and she is probably leading right now the, 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 as far as the local music is concerned. And I thank you very much, Jolene, for it because yeah, we need yeah. a lot of people to do it. Yeah, that's some great stuff. Well, uh, let's listen to another uh, cut off of your CD. This is the Hard Count. They are our guests today. This is titled. Give my regards to the world. Friends for me As if they were 
All right. Give my regards to the world. Awesome. Uh, the band, the, the hard count. Absolutely awesome. All right. Cool, now we got to cool. talk about where uh, we can come and see you guys because I know you guys have just started. We, this is a uh, four-song EP that you brought in, and there only 100 of them were pressed, right? And you yeah. have one left. You guys... Tell us where we can see you play. I know, uh, I assume you guys are working on a, a full-length CD that, yeah. that, that's going to come out. We're, play, we're playing January 15th, if at, I have the date right, at down at the Central in Pioneer Square. So um, we've always done good there in previous projects. So. Yeah, we're going to take it kind of different. I, I, we're not going to try to play as many shows as we can. I think we're going to limit it to one a month. I mean, if, if one you know falls and say you know January thirty first and February first, well that's that's two months right there. But uh, <laughs> um, but but really we're not going to over. No, I, I don't think we, we want to yeah. oversaturate it. Number, number two, I don't think we we want to try to get bored at. Uh, and we want to oh, spread it out. I we think all we have wanna, lives. We want to come down here like the guns did last month. I think uh, that was a nice little lesson that it's good to spread it out. And the heart yeah, count, I was going to do that. I'll ask you guys about that uh, because as the guns, you guys, uh, how, how long has it been? A couple of weeks or three, three weeks three ago weeks, now? Yeah, yeah. You guys are down at Jazz Bones. We were there. It was Sweet Kiss Mama and uh, you guys Midnight and Midnight Company. Salvage Company. What was your take on playing Tacoma? Was that, I, was, I loved it. Was that your first time? First time down there. So, well, we did do it once years ago. Uh, not such a great club at the yeah, time. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I got the stupid tattoo down there. You, right you got your tattoo that night. <laughs> um, no, loved it. I think it opened our eyes a little bit. I think the guns was a little bit too uh, concentrated on, on, on Everett and, and Seattle because we had success there. I mean, we did. We're, we're doing good shows down there uh, in Seattle. So it was like... We just weren't coming down here, and well, I think that opened our eyes. Talking to the people that were there, uh, you guys ripped, stole Good. the show, took it. Everybody was, uh, you know, had a great time, and we're wondering when you guys were coming back. Good, I think, and that, so it's it, in the future. If yeah. you guys can come uh, come down as the hard count, that'd be even better because we line up a show. And I don't you know guys if you on. guys are ready though. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. No, it, uh, play, it, it was uh, actually pretty phenomenal because it, it is almost like a different town. You know, I mean, I like it a does, totally yeah. different area. Like it's a totally different thing. You know, so you crossed a, a state line between Seattle and Tacoma. We um, we, we feel that. Yeah, we. Yeah, it's. So we feel the same going that way. I, I, oh, okay, I, it's mutual. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, good. Um, like the reach around. <laughs> so <Right>. mutual. <laughs> um, have you really? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I have two. Well, that's uh, that's the way he thinks. So I'm I'm speaking in, in disco terms. He's working in disco terms. <laughs> I have two thoughts on it. Number one, it, it, it rocked. It was it was a great friggin' time. Number two, what happened after is exactly. What's going on nowadays with rock and roll? What now, happened? It turned into a top forty club, and it got oh, and it got friggin' yeah. packed, Good and point. it got packed, and it got packed. Yeah, and and we have a problem with that, and that's that's a jazz bone issue. Um, but it's a reality. I, 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 it is a yeah, reality. It's a reality, and, and it sucks. It really does because prime time for playing is you Midnight. know t yeah eleven to one yeah, and that's when everybody decides to pack the club. Right, and you could see the changeover. Yes. Yeah, you know from the time that Sweet Kiss ended and you guys were all out in the yeah. in the side street packing up. You walk back in, and you're like, what happened here? All the yeah. beautiful people arrived. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen those those asses up there when we were, you know, playing, you know. Yes. Boy, the way you those, instead the, of the bikini gal, yeah, oh, instead of my bald head. Boy, those bikini gals were nice. I would have uh, hugged yep, a couple yep, of them. They yeah, and, but that does happen all over. And it happens in Seattle, Tacoma, Portland. You know why? Because it's York. cheap. It's easy. Right. But you it's know what? It's mindless. We did our thing. Uh, Sweet Kiss Mama did their thing, and it was a good show. 
but man, would it have been nice to have uh, have the late night there? But yeah, well, we'll have to put you in a yeah. different club because we we have late night clubs here that rock, and uh, we'll do, when you when you come down, we'll go to the New Frontier. Hard we'll count will to, kick the shit out of Tacoma. All right. Well, no, because they'll probably kick the shit out of us. To be honest, I heard a hilltop. I'm pretty badass. I'm pretty badass. No, but I fell in love. I fell in love with Tacoma that night. If you're wearing that shirt, you will rock the town. Tacoma's my town. I fell in love with that town that night. Oh, good. Well, we they fell in love with you. There's no doubt about it. Now let's talk about this the song that you have out right now. And we're talking about the radio a little bit earlier. Have you submitted any of these songs? I just sent them out. I just yeah. I just I just did it Thursday. So I want to give you. You know, they don't have me yet. I wanted to. Make sure that you had it. You had it first. You just been so good to the guns all these, you know, all, all this time and everything. I want to make sure that you had the opportunity to play it first. Obviously, it's been on Facebook, but uh, yeah, we just submitted some radio. I, you know, are they going to play it? Maybe on some local I shows. Hope I hope they so. do. And uh, they should have it on the Christmas Channel. Absolutely, we're going to play it right <laughs> yeah. now. So this is a uh, this is an internet debut outside of Facebook, obviously. But this is your brand new song. It's a Christmas song. It's our present that you brought to us. We thank you so much. And uh, the hard count people. This is titled "All I Want for Christmas Is Booze."
The hard count. All yeah. I want for Christmas is Thank booze. You. I'm talking that's got to be the anthem for every office party <laughs> in the Northwest. And uh, when this gets out there, people... Uh, let me tell you where you can find these guys. Reverb Nation. They're on MySpace. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. It's the hard count. That's not. Uh, that's an easy title. Just uh, type it in. Just one word. Yeah. Just the well, hard count. Two words. The. Well, I guess it's the. Yeah. The, 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 the hard count. It's not three. It's two. <laughs> no. Uh, that's some great stuff. And uh, I hope the you know some stations will pick that up and start playing it because that's. We need new Christmas songs. Hey, and there's it, a dark side to every holiday, right? It, yes. 106.9. <laughs> that should be on there right well, it's now. It's more realistic than uh, whatever Mariah Carey crap they're playing. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's really more realistic. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I love. I mean, who doesn't like booze at Christmas? I mean, and, yeah. uh, you know, under the mistletoe, kissing your booze, That's yeah. sometimes that's better than your baby. That's right. <laughs> it's true. It's such a crappy time of the year, man. For a lot of people, it is, and and we're going to cover that, you know, in parts of uh, next week when we talk about Christmas yeah. and so forth. Because yeah, it's going to be the the, 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 the dreadful the down episode of the next year. week's. The, yes. Okay, okay, next week's the anti-Christmas. Everyone, yeah, well, has we'll to probably come in with this song Prozac before That's the great. show. No, we're gonna we're gonna play this song Please more. Do. And uh, <laughs> everybody out there, it's the hard count. Adam Green and Disco Donnie, and we can't wait to get you guys in Tacoma. And yes. everybody, remember it was that. The date again? January 15th at the Central, the Central Pioneer Square in Seattle. And I think we're working on a show for late February or March down here in Tacoma. So that's what we're Awesome. Well, make sure like you let us do. know. We'll get the word out. Great. And thank you guys so much for stopping by. And uh, best of luck with the hard count. You guys are great. And we're looking forward to the full length uh, CD yeah. when you get it out. Thank you for everything. Thank you very much. All right, man. Always a good time with the hard count. Oh man, those guys are hilarious. I, and just a little, uh, little nugget of of uh, something, something. Mm-hmm. We, the Northwest Convergence Zone, we Ooh. are going to put something together with those guys. Yep. Uh, you know, right after the first of the year, yep. I think we're going to hold it, try to hold it down at a different venue than we had. It won't be Jazz Bones, someplace we can rock all night. And uh, we're going to have uh, several bands on. Hard Count's going to come to Tacoma. And so we'll be talking, of course, a lot more about that. But just put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yes. All right, let's get out of here. That's the end of segment one. Thanks so much, everybody. Let's leave with some Dick Dale. You know what this song is. Um.